Hey friends, this is Joe Barlow, and welcome to my podcast. I'm glad you joined me. On this podcast, my goal is that you would draw closer to the Father God, that you would know Jesus Christ, and that you would experience the power of the Holy Spirit here in this earth. God bless. Hey friends, I'm going to kind of get in your business today. I want to talk about faithfulness, but really what I'm going after is the importance of cleaning up. Cleaning up after yourself. Now listen, I know it might not be a fun thing to talk about, but I guarantee you, you're going to enjoy this because you're going to get some freedom. God bless you. Let's listen. Hey friends, Pastor Joe Barlow here, and this week we are going to be talking about the importance of cleaning up. Now, I'm not sure how excited you are about that, but I want to I want to tell you that scripturally, there are a few things that I think we need to discuss. Um, and it's not going to be like I'm talking to one of my teenage daughters. Uh, I want to share with you as a as somebody who's just living life, and we've got to live life. We've got to uh, learn how to live life at a higher level, a more quality level. And I think that what the things that I share with you this week will actually give you some understanding about uh, this particular topic. But really what it has to do, is, to do with is faithfulness. Okay, So let's jump over and start there in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. And it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, uh, forbearance uh, or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, there you go, gentleness and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Let's go back to verse 22 and let's talk first of all that it says the fruit of the Spirit and that is that means the fruit of God's Spirit dwelling in you. Well, this makes us jump way back and say, wait a second, are you a believer in Jesus Christ? If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, then you are ready to receive the infilling or the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then the fruit of that indwelling Spirit, the Spirit of God, the fruit of that, or the result of that, is that you are a person now who has love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You've got them all in you. As a matter of fact, it's like you're pre-programmed for these things. Uh, the program God put on the inside of you, or the spirit that God put on the inside of you, the Holy Spirit, is already pre-programmed to act in these ways, right? And because he is, uh, uh, in a sense, bringing that program into you, we still have a choice. We can make a decision. Are we going to cooperate or not? Are we going to go with what the Holy Spirit's giving us to do, or not. It, you know, it goes back to the old uh, thing you see in the movies, you know, the angels on one shoulder and the devil's on the other. You know, the angel's saying, don't do it, and the other, the devil's saying, do it, do it, do it, you know. Well, effectively, that's a, that's a truth, in that in every decision that we have to make, 
There are influences that want us to go in the right way, and there are influences that want us to go in the wrong way. Okay? So faithfulness is like a, a tendency to do it correctly. Do the right thing. You have a tendency or a leaning uh, or an internal commitment that you are, uh, it's like you already decided a long time ago that you're always going to go this direction. Now, years ago, um, uh, this was probably, yeah, this was before Nancy and I got married. I made a decision one day that on Sunday I was going to go to church. So I don't have to make that decision every week now. I just, cause I already made it one Sunday. I made it one, one time. And so that's what I do on Sundays. I go to church and, and I meet with my friends. I meet with the fellow believers. Now it also helps that I'm the pastor. I have to be there. <laughs> You know, it's hard to come up with an excuse for me not to be there. But I've never wanted to miss. I've never wanted to sleep in. I've always had a desire. But I, I threw this single switch on the inside of me years ago that just says, that's what I want to do. I've made a decision. I made a decision when I was 11 years old that I was going to follow Jesus Christ the rest of my, of my life. I was not going to turn my back on him. From there on, I was always going to go in his direction. And I haven't decided to switch from that. I've stuck with that. So the fruit of, the, of God's spirit dwelling on the inside of me um, has a tendency to faithfulness. And uh, I remember back when I was running the, I was the music ministry coordinator for Bill Winston. And every Saturday afternoon, I had to have on his fax machine at his house a, a sheet uh, which gave the layout for the whole program for the next day because they moved from doing two services to three services, and they were then going to try to fit two and a half hours, uh, two hours and forty minutes service into an hour and a half time slot. And I was the only one that was thinking that through how they're going to do this. And so I, I gave him the amount of time all along. If, if you take this long on the offering and take this long to say this, and you trim your times down like this, you'll make it and be able to get done in an hour and a half. And uh, so. When he called me after a long period of time, he called me and says, he says, I want you to think about this and uh, pray about a new job position. He said, but I'll tell you this, your faithfulness has, has been very evident. And um, he said, you know, that paper on my, that fax on my fax machine at home every Saturday afternoon without fail. He said, you never once failed. I thought, in my mind, I thought, I thought that was my job. That was just my job. I mean, it didn't really have to do with faithfulness. I was just doing what I was supposed to do. But to him, it made a deep impression that I was being faithful. Okay. So this issue of faithfulness is played out in a lot of different ways. So there's a couple things regarding faithfulness. Number one, be honest. Okay. Be honest. And um, uh, there we go. Yeah. So I want to just talk to you straight here. So a couple things about faithfulness. Just be honest. Be honest with people. That's being faithful. Another thing I want to share, show up. When you're supposed to be somewhere, show up. Be there. Don't, don't be the one that's like, hey, where's Joe? Uh, did, did he call? Did he call ahead? Did he tell anybody he wasn't going to be here? Be faithful. Show up. Another thing is be on time. Oh, there's one. Okay, well, I'm not going to step on your toes too much with that one because I'm still learning and growing myself. 
but we do need to do that. We do need to, I like what a one friend of mine said. He goes, five minutes early is on time. On time is late and late is unacceptable. I'm going to say that again. Five minutes early is on time. On time is late and late is unacceptable. So I like that. Uh, so be on time. So I'm starting to tell my staff with JBM, be there five minutes early for the meeting so that we're ready to start right at 10 o'clock. Um, now, the, the next thing I wanted to mention is clean up after yourself. Now, this week we're talking about the importance of cleaning up. Now, what I want, I'm wondering is, does anybody else have to live in the mess that you make? And maybe you're living by yourself, but it's just you living in the mess that you make. Um, is there a trail of mess behind you? And everywhere you go, things are out of sorts. Things are left open. Um, when you go into the refrigerator, you pick up a, a jar of pickles and the lid comes right off because the person before you didn't screw it on tight. Okay, that's not faithfulness. Okay. Uh, is the butter wrapper closed? Okay, so that it, you're not ruining. Okay. Is, the, is stuff put where it goes? So the next time somebody's looking for, hey, where's the milk or where's the butter or where's the eggs? Oh, well, they're stuffed in the back behind that other stuff. Uh, why? Isn't there a place for these things? Why don't we put them, you know, if we put them in the place where they go, then they'll always be where they're supposed to be. Or how about your car keys? Do you know where the home is for your car keys? Do you put them in the home. Okay. I found this out. If I make a decision that every single time I walk in the door, I take my coat off and then I go right to the basket and put my keys in the basket where all the keys go. If I do that, guess what happens when it's time for me to leave and I'm running out the door? I don't have to say, where are my keys? You know where my keys are? They're in the basket. Unless of course someone else came and was not faithful, took my keys and did not put them back when they were finished. See, then there's a problem, okay? So then I'm living in the unfaithfulness of someone else. But love will dictate to you that you put things away, okay? So um, a couple months ago, I, I was, uh, you know, I was just getting tired or letting myself be lazy. And I have a recliner near my bed, and near our bed, and um, I would just take my, my uh, dress shirt off and just drape it over the recliner. And, then I, and one day I walk in and there's like 12 <laughs> shirts draped over my, over my recliner. And I'm like, you know, I should hang these up. Yeah, yeah, maybe you should, Joe. Uh, because, and, and not have anybody else do it, I should do it. I should go through the process of cleaning up after myself. Because when I do that, I'm sowing faithfulness into my own heart. Listen to what I just said. When I actually do the work to clean up after myself, then I am sowing faithfulness into my own heart. And I'm not con confusing myself because a way to confuse myself would be, oh, I'm, you know, uh, I, I'm a person of faithfulness. And then you keep doing things that are not faithful. Then there's a confusing system. There's a confusing signal coming into the inside of you. Your soul uh, is, has to deal with confusion and that will cause tension on the inside of you. And you wonder why you're stressed? Well, you look around 
the place is a mess. You got to clean it up. Friends, I got so much more to talk about this and my time slipped away, but I want to tell you more about this because it's really, really good. So make sure you come back tomorrow. I got a couple more messages. Follow, uh, stick around for just another minute. I want to share with you. God bless. Hey friends, if you liked today's program, do me a favor, uh, click like, leave a comment, but the best thing that you can do for us is to click share and then make it public so that all your friends can get a hold of this. All right, please do that. That would help us a lot. God bless. Hey friends, we have a Facebook group called Daily Discipleship with Joe Barlow, and I would love for you to go over there and sign up for it. We have uh, three questions you would need to answer at the beginning before you get involved, because uh, I want to make sure that the people who are joining this group are actually the people who really should be in it. People who are interested in growing in their faith, growing in their uh, relationship with Jesus Christ. That's really, really who we want in there. So um, answer the three questions. And then what we're going to do is you'll see, uh, you can see the page scrolling right here and all the different things that are on there. We put the daily show up in there and we have a lot of other things. But uh, a lot of times I get prophetic words and I put those up there. I also do, we're going to do our live prayer and prophecy up in there. It's stuff you want to get involved with. So go ahead and click and enjoy that group. We love you, friends. Hey, friends, i got to tell you about this class that I put together called Hearing the Voice of God and Journaling. This class is really near and dear to my heart. There's a lot of very powerful things that are happening in this class, and the people that take it tell me. This thing has really literally changed my life because I've, I've wondered if I could hear from God. Now I know that I can hear from God. People's lives are being changed. And if you've never experienced this in a way that you can really have some serious confidence in your heart that what you're hearing is from God, and then you take the time to write it down, and this becomes a regular part of your life, huge. I'm not kidding. It's huge. When this happened to me and God showed me how to do this, I have started to put together journals. I've got journals ever since I was 13 years old. I want you to have the same treasure of knowing God, knowing his voice, and hearing him. Join us. Go over to josephbarlow.com and sign up for this class. It will change your life. Guaranteed. Friends, there's a voice on the inside of you, and it's the voice of faithfulness. And it's calling out, and it's calling out, and your, uh, your flesh is fighting it, saying, no, I don't want to. And your, your faithfulness is calling out, saying, you know what it's saying? Make your bed. <laughs> Let's talk. Hey friends, Pastor Joe Barlow here. Welcome to Daily Discipleship with Joe Barlow. We're talking this week all about the importance of cleaning up. Really, we're talking about faithfulness, but uh, I want to get at this thing about cleaning up. You know, it says in first, or actually it says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23, it says that the fruit of God's Spirit living in us is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now, faithfulness in verse 22 is really key. That's what I want to talk. And then I talked to you yesterday about how when you have a tendency or a leaning to always just do the right thing, showing up on time, uh, being honest, like I made a decision one time to go to church every Sunday. So that's what we do. And I don't have to make that decision every week. I just made it one time. And that's 
It's, it makes my life so much less stressful. What it, every time you have to make a new decision, it's it increases the amount of stress on the inside of you. But if you make a decision one time and you make a resolution, you're 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 going to do this. It, it makes life easier. So for me, um, when I was uh, I was talking yesterday, I, I said I, I I would at night I would take my shirt off and I would drape it over the uh, over the recliner next to our bed. And then one day I, I came in, there was like 12 or 14 shirts draped over the bed. And I realized, you know, I haven't been putting these away. And Nancy's quite busy, uh, you know, as a mother of seven children, she's, she's got enough to do uh, rather than just picking up after me. And so I was like, I got to put these away. And so I, I started uh, one by one, get the hangers out and fold, or, you know, not fold them up, but set them up and get them in, get them back in the closet, hang them up on the hangers. And just doing that and thinking about how much I disliked doing it. <laughs> However, even though I was thinking about how much I disliked doing this, and I would rather just even hire someone to do this, that um, I knew in my heart that I was doing the right thing. And because I was doing the right thing, it was sowing uh, agreement into my heart. It was sowing faithfulness into my heart. So I wasn't just a believer in faithfulness. I was a doer. Of faithfulness, you know the scripture says, if we're just if we just listen to the word, and don't do what it says, then we are deceiving ourselves. That's not smart. To deceive yourself is not smart. So uh, well, let's keep going. I want to go over here to First uh, Corinthians, uh, chapter fourteen, verse thirty-three, and it says, "For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace." Now, I am not trying to be condemning. But I want you to look around your house. I want you to think about how's your bedroom? How's you, how's the trunk of your car? How's this? How's the sink full of dishes? Are, you got a lot of cleaning up to do, or maybe you are a tidy person. Thank God. But there's still a reason to listen today because I'm talking about really talking about faithfulness. And how do you apply? Because you could be faithful in that as far as when you do the dishes, you always get them done completely and everything's tidy. Those counters wiped off and everything's put away. The towels are folded and hanging hang to dry, however you do it, right? Or the dishwasher's running and, and everything else is put away. The floor is swept, you know, the, the kitchen table's cleaned and the chairs are pushed in. Maybe you have it all down. Well, let this time just be an encouragement to you. Hey, you're doing a great job. Or say, Lord, is there another area that you would like to increase my faithfulness in? And then let him speak to you, but he will. Okay, so as you're, um, as you're thinking about all these things uh, and you look around and you say, am I actually being faithful just simply to clean up after myself? Because like I said yesterday, somebody else has to live in the environment that you create uh, you know, whether you're leaving a, whether you're leaving a wake of cleanliness and everything's in order, or you're leaving a, a wake of everything's out of order, you know, you know, the bed's not made, the clothes are on the floor, the laundry gets mixed up with the dirty clothes or the clean clothes get mixed up with, you know, wh what are we thinking here? Let's do the work and be done. Let's do it, be done, move on. Thank God. So when I was doing those, doing those shirts, I, I had to pick that shirt up, you know, 
get make sure check it over make sure there's no spots or anything it has to go to the cleaners if it's clean enough to wear one more time go for it you know no sense in wasting the laundry detergent and all that stuff right um so hanging those shirts back up was a chore that once again i didn't like i don't prefer to do that i would rather just go play my guitar rather just go play my piano or read my bible or spend time with my kids or go on a date with my wife i would much rather do those things well when you pay attention to the little things then you are able you're more free and more organized to be able to go and do other things that maybe go on a vacation things like that well if you're not even organized with your house you're not going to be organized enough to go on a vacation god is not a god of disorder but he's a god of peace okay so i want to share with you that there's a guy named napoleon well you all heard of napoleon uh, the famous um, uh, French general who was uh, quite a warrior. But he said, Napoleon said that he was able to accomplish so much. Listen, because he understood the value of five minutes. Napoleon said he was able to accomplish so much because he understood the value of five minutes. Now, if you think about a task that you are ignoring and you don't want to do it. Well, I challenge you, time yourself. Go do it and time yourself while you do it. Guess what? You're probably going to find that the task you've been putting off for weeks might take you a sum total of 20 seconds to do it. Believe me, I know because I've procrastinated as well. And so you got these little tiny things. How long does it take to lean down and pick your socks up, up off the floor and put them into the uh, put them into the to the laundry? Or how long does it take you to make your bed? Here, I, I challenge you on this one. Get out a timer and see how long it takes you to make your bed. And I bet you that you're going to be surprised that. Um, if you put a number on it, like let's say it takes you 90 seconds to make your bed or it takes you one minute to make your bed, put any number on it. But I, I guarantee you, once you think about it in the morning, next time you think about it in the morning, instead of thinking, oh, I hate making my bed, you're going to think, I, I can afford to spend 47 seconds to make my bed. Okay. Or I can afford... Every, it's just a small investment, but it makes a huge difference throughout your day. You know how many times you come back into your bedroom and every single time you see your bed not made, it is reminding you. There's something on the inside of you that says faithfulness. Faithfulness is talking on the inside of you saying, uh, you didn't pay attention to me today. You didn't agree with me today. Faithfulness is calling out to you saying, I want to make the bed. And you're saying, I don't want to make the bed. I don't want to. I, I want to be uh, stubborn about this and say no. Well, that's your flesh and your spirit battling back and forth with each other. Okay? But if you put a little number on it, let's say it's 47 seconds or 53, however long it is, whatever it is, time yourself. How long, how quick can you make your bed? Okay? And then every day, remind yourself it only takes 47 seconds. It, or it only takes 90 seconds. I can afford 90 seconds to, to make my bed, okay? But if you put a number on it, it's really going to help you. It's really going to help you.
Okay, so here's another scripture I want to go to. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 again, and but this is verse 40. It says, but everything should be done in a fitting and orderly way. Okay, now the context of this is talking about a church service, and that's fine. Uh, a church service, everything should be done in a fitting and orderly way. And I love that, you know. Uh, we're a church where we have... Um, uh, like it talks about in 1 Corinthians 14, we have tongues and interpretation happens. And then we have, um, you know, prophecy and uh, praying for the sick and, and all different types of things. Like it's like that it has listed in, in 1 Corinthians um, chapter 12 and uh, chapter 13 and 14. But, um, but these things are done in a fitting and orderly way. Um, I'm, as the pastor of the church, I keep track of, Who's coming up and who do I give the microphone to? And there's times when somebody might want to say something on the microphone and I have, uh, I'm out of peace in my heart. And I just feel like the Lord's saying, no, don't, don't give it to him. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to give it to him. I'm just going to rest. And uh, just I'll just hold up my hand and say, no, we're not going to do that. So that makes it fitting and orderly. I have, I'm in charge of keeping order in the church service. So that's the context of this verse. However, the same principle applies as we look in our lives. Everything is should be done in a fitting and orderly way. Please, friends, put the lid back on the mayonnaise jar. Please, okay? Please put the lid back on the milk. Please do these things. Your The faithfulness, the Holy Spirit on the inside of you is crying out saying, obey me, stick with faithfulness. My friends, again, I have so much more I want to share about this. Um, and I think this is going to be really helpful. So keep watching this week. I believe that God's on you and he's helping you. Father God, I ask you to help my friends, help them to hear from you. But Lord, help them to obey this voice of faithfulness on the inside of them in Jesus' name. Amen, friends. I got more to share with you, but come back tomorrow, okay? We love you. Hey, friends, if you liked today's program, do me a favor. Uh, click like, leave a comment. But the best thing that you can do for us is to click share and then make it public so that all your friends can get a hold of this. All right. Please do that. That would help us a lot. God bless. Hey, friends. We have a Facebook group called Daily Discipleship with Joe Barlow, and I would love for you to go over there and sign up for it. We have uh, three questions you would need to answer at the beginning before you get involved, because uh, I want to make sure that the people who are joining this group are actually the people who really should be in it. People who are interested in growing in their faith, growing in their uh, relationship with Jesus Christ. That's really, really who we want in there. So um, answer the three questions. And then what we're going to do is you'll see, uh, you can see the page scrolling right here and all the different things that are on there. We put the daily show up in there and we have a lot of other things. But uh, a lot of times I get prophetic words and I put those up there. I also do, we're going to do our live prayer and prophecy up in there. It's stuff you want to get involved with. So go ahead and click and enjoy that group. We love you, friends. Hey, friends, i got to tell you about this class that I put together called Hearing the Voice of God and Journaling. This class is really near and dear to my heart. There's a lot of very powerful things that are happening in this class, and the people that take it tell me. This thing has really literally changed my life because I've, I've wondered if I could hear from God, now I know that I can hear from God. 
people's lives are being changed. And if you've never experienced this in a way that you can really have some serious confidence in your heart that what you're hearing is from God, and then you take the time to write it down, and this becomes a regular part of your life, huge. I'm not kidding. It's huge. When this happened to me and God showed me how to do this, I have started to put together journals. I've got journals ever since I was 13 years old. I want you to have the same treasure of knowing God, knowing his voice, and hearing him. Join us. Go over to josephbarlow.com and sign up for this class. It will change your life. Guaranteed. Hey, friends. Cleaning up after yourself is a matter of faithfulness. And faithfulness comes out of the Spirit of God. But I'll tell you this, your faithfulness is a requirement to the increase and blessing that you've desired for so long. So let's talk about it today so we can get these things in order. Amen? Let's talk. Friends, Pastor Joe Barlow here, and we are talking about faithfulness this week, but really we're talking about the importance of cleaning up. All right. So it's time to time to yesterday we talked about making your bed and cleaning up and closing the, the mayonnaise jar before you put it in the refrigerator. I even recommend, you know, wipe the ridge around the mayonnaise jar with a paper towel or something, just in case you're one of those kinds that gets it all down the side. Please. <laughs> we don't need that, right? And the person who's coming up after you doesn't need that either. They don't need to, to have that mess get all over their hands. If the person who was putting it away had love in their heart and was living according to love, that love would motivate them to wipe around the edge of the jar if they spilled anything, clean it up, close it, and then put it in the place where it goes, in the refrigerator. Now, some people just throw the stuff in the refrigerator in the refrigerator anywhere at all anywhere it just anywhere i mean the the eggs could be on the bottom shelf or the top shelf and the the you know the butter might be in the back of, of the drawer in the bottom of the refrigerator well why would it be there you know it doesn't make sense to be there you should put the butter in the butter container on the door you know if that's where you have it on your refrigerator but i, I there's a scripture um I want to share this with you. It's Proverbs chapter 28, verse 2. And it says, When a country is rebellious, it has many rulers. But a ruler with discernment and knowledge maintains order. Now, another, another uh, translation of that says, A man of understanding maintains order. A man of understanding maintains order. Now, in your house, just taking care of, I'm talking about just your house right now. Is it in order? Is it in order? It might not be in order. Uh, I like what Pastor Winston used to say. Um, he would, Bill Winston, he would say, uh, uh, he probably still does say it, that you're only as organized as you are in the unsupervised areas of your life. So if nobody is supervising you on how well you keep the trunk of your car cleaned, then uh, we're going to find out really how organized you are when we look in the trunk of your car. If nobody else is telling you what to do, then that's where we're going to find out how organized are you really. Um, you know, it, in a lot of houses, they have a junk drawer, you know, that just, 
all the stuff that they don't know where to put it, they just stick it in the junk drawer. Man, when I was little, we had a junk drawer, and boy, that thing was massive. We'd pull that big thing out. Well, at least from my 11-year-old perspective or my little boy perspective, that thing was massive. Had a lot of stuff in there. You could find screwdrivers, staples, tape, glue, anything. You know, all kinds of stuff was in there. And anything was in there that anybody couldn't figure out where to put it. Okay. Well, if you decide where things go, and if you get a plan from God, you're going to have a better understanding of where do you want things to go? How do you want things to be put away? If you think these things through, God will give you understanding. God will give you wisdom. And then as you decide where things go, <clears throat> excuse me, if everything has a place, and then you put everything in its place. Make sure everything has a place. Or where's its home? That's what we say around this house. Where's the home for this? Where Where is it supposed to be parked? Okay. Well, let's get it there. Let's put it where it belongs. Right? This stuff that I'm talking about, again, it helps you on the inside. Because there is tension. Every single time you are lazy. There's tension on the inside of you. You think that when you're lazy, that you are getting out of work. No, you're actually not. You're actually causing yourself to spend more energy because the scripture says that the way of the transgressor is hard. It's harder to do it the wrong way because not only do you have to uh, put up with the internal tension of your, uh, of your spirit and your soul fighting each other, your spirit and your flesh, fighting each other, saying, hey, I want you to do it correctly. And the flesh says, I don't want to do it right. I want to go to bed. I want to sleep in. I want to do this. I want to ignore that. Or I want to procrastinate. So there's a battle going on. But once you just do it, like I said, making your bed, you know, it, once you just do it and put it away correctly, do you know that you put the war to, you, you completely end the war? Because once it's done, your flesh actually appreciates the fact that the bed is made. Your flesh appreciates the fact that you, the clothes are where they're supposed to be and you don't have to go looking. Or the fact that your keys are in the right place. So when it's time for you to run out the door quickly, you, grow and, you go and grab your keys where they always are. So it's way easier, way, way, way easier to live your life in an orderly fashion. But this stuff comes up out of the Spirit of God dwelling in you. I'm not talking about being a clean freak. No, I'm not. That's Because a clean freak is controlled by maybe a voice. Maybe it's their mother's voice. And she might have died 25 years ago. But because she screamed at you and made you do it a certain way, then you are still driven by that voice of someone who's been dead for 25 years. Okay? Be healed of that. Be free from that in Jesus' name. Just renounce that. Say, I renounce that voice in my head uh, telling me to do these things. And then just yield then to the Spirit of God dwelling on the inside of you as he rises up and says, let's do it the right way. Let's do it the right way this time. And then you'll start finding the wisdom of God will flow through you and flow to you when you're in the midst of uh, operating in your home or, or whatever you're supposed to be doing. I hope this is helping you. I really do believe that it is. So let's go on to the next passage that I want to share. And that is in uh, Proverbs chapter 24, uh, starting in verse 30. It says, uh, I went past the field of a sluggard. You guys know what a sluggard is? It's the guy who doesn't clean up after himself. 
It's the guy who's lazy. So uh, this is Solomon, Solomon talking. And he said, I went past the field of a sluggard, past the vineyard of someone who has no sense. Okay. Uh, thorns had come up everywhere. The ground was covered with weeds and the stone wall was in ruins. I applied my heart to what I observed and I learned a lesson from what I saw. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come on you like a thief, and scarcity like an armed man. Okay? Now, I love this passage. Uh, let's go back to the beginning of that in verse uh, 30, I believe it is. Yeah. I went past the field of a sluggard. Have you ever walked past a, uh, uh, you know, somebody's house? You know, they got the, the car parked out in front up on cinder blocks. You know, all the tires are off the car because they were working on it probably three or four months ago. They just haven't had time to get back to it. So now the car is sitting out in front and it's still, it's, it's not opt, uh, visually pleasing to anybody else in the neighborhood. Um, and it might be that nobody else in the neighborhood cares about that. And they think, hey, he's just got his car up on the blocks. Big deal. Um, but uh, if you're in a neighborhood where they actually care about those things, it's usually a higher income neighborhood where they care about those things. Uh, because the scripture says the hand of the diligent will prosper, which means that this teaching this week about you cleaning up or us cleaning up after ourselves is literally a pathway to increase financially. Just saying, because the scripture says that the hand of the diligent will prosper. So here it says, I went past the field of a sluggard and past the vineyard of someone who has no sense. Now, I've heard it said that you could take a guy who was uh, from the from one of those streets where they don't care if you have your car up and up on uh, cinder blocks out in the front yard. And let's say you take him and you bring him over out of his trailer, out of his small house and put him in a mansion in a fine neighborhood. Okay. Do you know? It won't be long before he's going to have a car parked out in front of his house up on cinder blocks and him working on it. And, you know, it, it, because you've got to change the inside. You can't just move to the palace and expect all your behavior to change. If you want to go to the palace, change your behavior now. And then the outsides of all around you will begin to change. You do affect the, the culture or the, the scenery or the the setting that you live in. You're the one that's in charge of where you live. So take charge of it. And uh, don't be one that's noted to, uh, you know, oh, it's always leaking and everything's always wrong. Uh, when people come by your house, let them say, wow, these people really, they know how to live. <coughs> they, they, they take care of things. Um, Nancy and I used to live over in a city, uh, a town that... Um, I had a lot of uh, wealthy people and we would walk up and down the street <coughs> just north of our house. And my goodness, every, every single house, the, the lawn was edged and it was treated perfectly and the houses were beautiful. Okay. If you want things to be in your life on earth as it is in heaven or like it is in those nicer neighborhoods, then you need to pay attention to the things that we're talking about here. Be a person of diligence. Be a person of faithfulness. Put away the things that you own. 
God has a path of blessing for you. Father, I ask you to bless all my friends. Help them to hear your voice today and to draw into order the things that they need to put in order so that things could go better on their life. In Jesus' name. My friends, I'm for you. I'm sharing some things that are important. So let, come on back tomorrow. I got more to share. God bless you. Hey, friends, if you liked today's program, do me a favor. Uh, click like, leave a comment. But the best thing that you can do for us is to click share and then make it public so that all your friends can get a hold of this. All right. Please do that. That would help us a lot. God bless. Hey, friends. We have a Facebook group called Daily Discipleship with Joe Barlow. And I would love for you to go over there and sign up for it. We have uh, three questions you would need to answer at the beginning before you get involved. Because uh, I want to make sure that the people who are joining this group are actually the people who really should be in it. People who are interested in growing in their faith, growing in their uh, relationship with Jesus Christ. That's really, really who we want in there. So um, answer the three questions. And then what we're going to do is you'll see, you can see the page scrolling right here and all the different things that are on there. We put the daily show up in there and we have a lot of other things. But uh, a lot of times I get prophetic words and I put those up there. I also do, we're going to do our live prayer and prophecy up in there. It's stuff you want to get involved with. So go ahead and click and enjoy that group. We love you, friends. Hey, friends, i got to tell you about this class that I put together called Hearing the Voice of God and Journaling. This class is really near and dear to my heart. There's a lot of very powerful things that are happening in this class, and the people that take it tell me, this thing has really literally changed my life because I've, I've wondered if I could hear from God, now I know that I can hear from God. People's lives are being changed. And if you've never experienced this in a way that you can really have some serious confidence in your heart that what you're hearing is from God, and then you take the time to write it down, and this becomes a regular part of your life, huge. I'm not kidding. It's huge. When this happened to me and God showed me how to do this, I have started to put together journals. I've got journals ever since I was 13 years old. I want you to have the same treasure of knowing God, knowing his voice, and hearing him. Join us. Go over to josephbarlow.com and sign up for this class. It will change your life. Guaranteed. All right, friends. Listen, God is looking for some people who he can unload businesses, wealth, farms, all kinds of things, all kinds of responsibilities that he's got, and he wants to give it out to somebody else. But he's looking for some people who are faithful. So this whole week we're talking about faithfulness. Join us right now. It's going to be awesome. Hey friends, Pastor Joe Barlow, and I'm pretty excited to be talking this week about faithfulness. But really what we're talking about is cleaning up after yourself, <laughs> the importance of cleaning up. It's so important. Yesterday we were finding out that as, as we discussed this, that literally because faithfulness is required for promotion, that you putting the, the pickle jar into the refrigerator in the right place with the lid tightened on actually has a direct impact on whether or not you get a promotion at work. You may not think so, but I can guarantee you it's true. I can guarantee you it's true. Those little things that you've been leaving undone are really tormenting you. They're really getting after you. And, um, and the sooner that you just do those things, 
then you won't have this internal battle going on and you'll be at peace and then you're going to be more productive. When you're more at peace, you can be more productive and get a lot more done. It's actually really, really good. I want to go to Proverbs chapter 15, verse 19. I have so many verses this week uh, talking about this topic, but um, I think it's all good. The scripture says in Proverbs chapter 15, verse 19, it says that the way of the sluggard is blocked with thorns, but the path of the upright is a highway. Now, what, what is the deal here? Well, I'll tell you this. A couple of years ago, uh, we went and looked at a church building that we were considering, uh, or we at least wanted to find out if we would even consider buying this church building. Well, the thing was boarded up, and uh, there was a particular walkway, and the walkway, you couldn't pass it. You had to walk, there was two bushes, a bush on each side of the walkway, and um, you couldn't, they were overgrown so much that there wasn't even any room for you to walk in between the two bushes, Okay. You literally had to walk around the bush, on the dirt, uh, around the bush to get back onto the walkway. Why? Because the path was overgrown. Not with thorns in this situation, but just the bush itself. Okay. Now, it says in Genesis 2.15 that the Lord God placed uh, the man in the garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. And that's what, when God did that, that um, he put man in charge there. He put Adam in charge. He said, keep this place nice. Make it nice. He showed him what to do. Do you know that if the Garden of Eden was left untended, then it would be a mess? Well, wait, I thought that was like perfect. Yeah, God planted it, but God created everything to grow. And so if everything grows untamed, then you do have a mess. And, uh, and those plants will overtake everything. Uh, I, I remember what one former employer said. He said, uncontrolled growth is cancer. Okay. And you don't want that. You have to control the growth of like things that are going on in your life. The garden, you know, Nancy and I, boy, we planted some gardens years ago and uh, thank God that's over with because even though we got a lot of lettuce out of that garden, we had so many weeds. We, we just, it was overwhelming. And we just gave up. We're like, you know, this is not pleasurable to us. We don't get anything. I mean, we love the lettuce, but that was about it, you know. And uh, we just didn't have the diligence at the time and the self-control to make sure that that garden was weed-free. Well, guess what? Things grow. And so the way of a sluggard is blocked with thorns because in this world, plants grow. Even thorns grow. Okay, let me go on to another path, another passage in Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 18. It says, through laziness, the rafters sag, and because of idle hands, the house leaks. Okay, now a couple, couple months ago, our refrigerator uh, was leaking. The, the thing was leaking down and then coming out underneath and we're like oh no man what's going on and we tried we called a repairman he came in and fixed something and then uh, a little while later it was leaking again and then we we're like what is going on trying to make all these things uh work and i'm like I, I was thinking about this verse lord am i being lazy i said lord i'm working so hard doing all these things um but you still have to pay attention to all of the little things you just do you're not going to get away from it so through laziness, the rafters sag 
And because of idle hands, now idle hands means you're just sitting around not doing anything. Well, man, the times that I get to watch TV are few, very few and far between. Uh, so it's not like I have any favorite television show or anything like that. I'm busy. You know, I've got things going on. And uh, actually sitting down and doing something like that. So my hands are very seldom idle. But uh, when I look around at things, I think, okay, well, how come things are like that? Well, you haven't been paying attention to it. You have been paying attention to these things, but you haven't been paying attention to that. So you just got to make time in your schedule and make things happen. So make a plan. When are you going to clean out the garage? Well, Nancy and I know that we can't clean out the garage right now when it's sub-zero weather or when it's in the low 20s. We want to wait till it's, you know, at least in the 40s, and then we'll start cleaning out the garage. We've got some things we want to move out of there. We want, you know, some things we want to sell and get rid of, you know, and uh, some better order in our garage. We want it, but right now we're living with kind of a little bit overcrowded garage. Uh, and that's okay for a time. Uh, but when it's time, then get out and get it done, right? Okay, so we have to pay attention to things. Through laziness, the rafters sag. Because of idle hands, the house leaks. All right, let's go on to uh, Luke chapter 16, verse 10. It says, whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. Okay, so here's why. This verse right here is why putting the lid on the pickle jar or on the mayonnaise jar and putting it in the correct place in the refrigerator directly affects whether or not you're going to get a raise at work or whether you're going to get that promotion. Because you don't want to just be uh, on top of things at work. You, you want to be on top of things everywhere because you're a on top of things person. You have the ability, you have the strength, and you have the inward programming, uh, let's say, by the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ and you have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you, then you have the fruit of the Spirit that we talked about. And one part of the fruit of the Spirit, where, where it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, that's what we're talking about, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So faithfulness is that tendency to keep doing things right. And so why be one way at work and a different way at home? Just be that way. Just be a faithful person. Be the kind of person who finishes what you start, who puts away what you take out, who cleans up after yourself, who pays the bills, makes sure everything's done and done in order, okay? So whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with very much. Now, God is actually looking for, who can I trust? I mean, it's like God, I always look at this picture like God, you know, like somebody walking into the house and they've got an arm full of groceries and they're like, would somebody please help me? And they're, you know, unload some of these groceries out of my arms, you know, I'm carrying too much here. And God's saying, I'm looking for someone else who I can unload on. I've got a business over here. I need somebody I can give that to. I need, uh, I, I need to be able to, uh, this farm over here, I want somebody to be able to inherit that, right? And God's saying, I need somebody to put their hand of authority over this. So I'm asking you, my friend, are you willing to grow in faithfulness to the point where God can trust you with greater responsibilities? Um, if no, 
okay, we're done. Then just don't worry about it. Uh, you can click off, scroll on to something else. But um, if, if, if you're the kind of person, and you, the kind of person I really want to talk to is the kind of person who wants to grow and who wants to be able to take on more responsibility, not just for yourself. This is because you got to see that God has a whole world that he needs to take care of, and he is looking for other people who will help him do it. I'm available. Lord, here I am. Choose me. Okay? And Lord, if there's any area of my, un, of, of my faithfulness or what I'm supposed to be faithful about that I'm not doing, help me, God, and teach me. That's what this whole week is about. Help us, Lord. Teach us. Show us what we're supposed to do and help us to do better at it. Okay? Um, now, I want to go over to another verse, and it, it's in um, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. It says, Now, it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. Now, has God given you a trust? Has he put something under your jurisdiction? I guarantee you, he has. And I would ask you a simple question. How well are you managing? How well are you ruling those things that are under your jurisdiction? Friends, it's extremely important. Extremely important. How well, how faithful are you being? This is not a little issue. God's waiting to make a decision. And he's waiting. He's giving you an opportunity to grow. So let's get at it. Let's get at it. Let's grow. Let's do what he wants us to do. So that as we do it, then he finds us faithful and says, Okay, now I want to do this. And I'm going to give you this. All right? Heavenly Father, I ask you to bless my friends. Help them to hear your voice. Help them have a passion and a desire, not only to please you, Lord, but also to be found faithful in everything that they lay their hand to. Lord, show them and give them keys that are really going to change the way things go in their life. In Jesus' name. Amen, friends? Listen, I'm for you. And i got one more day to share with you on this. So please come back tomorrow. Now, I have a couple videos I want you to see at the end of this, but, but um, so stick around for those. But tomorrow is going to be really powerful. All right? Thank you for joining me. Hey friends, if you liked today's program, do me a favor, uh, click like, leave a comment, but the best thing that you can do for us is to click share and then make it public so that all your friends can get a hold of this, all right? Please do that, that would help us a lot. God bless. Hey friends, we have a Facebook group called Daily Discipleship with Joe Barlow, and I would love for you to go over there and sign up for it. We have uh, three questions you would need to answer at the beginning before you get involved. Because uh, I want to make sure that the people who are joining this group are actually the people who really should be in it. People who are interested in growing in their faith, growing in their uh, relationship with Jesus Christ. That's really, really who we want in there. So um, answer the three questions. And then what we're going to do is you'll see, uh, you can see the page scrolling right here and all the different things that are on there. We put the daily show up in there and we have a lot of other things. But uh, a lot of times I get prophetic words and I put those up there. I also do, we're going to do our live prayer and prophecy up in there. It's stuff you want to get involved with. So go ahead and click and enjoy that group. We love you, friends. Hey, friends, i got to tell you about this class that I put together called Hearing the Voice of God and Journaling. This class is really near and dear to my heart. There's a lot of very powerful things that are happening in this class. And the people that take it tell me. This thing has really literally changed my life because I've, I've wondered if I could hear from God. Now I know that I can hear from God.
people's lives are being changed. And if you've never experienced this in a way that you can really have some serious confidence in your heart that what you're hearing is from God, and then you take the time to write it down, and this becomes a regular part of your life, huge. I'm not kidding. It's huge. When this happened to me and God showed me how to do this, I have started to put together journals. I've got journals ever since I was 13 years old. I want you to have the same treasure of knowing God, knowing his voice, and hearing him. Join us. Go over to josephbarlow.com and sign up for this class. It will change your life. Guaranteed. Hey, friends. We're wrapping it up today. This thing on faithfulness and on cleaning up after yourself. My goodness, I didn't know before we got into this how big of a topic this is. But this is really the Father's heart to pay attention to the little things because if you're believing him for big things, you need to pay attention to the little. Let's talk about it. Hey friends, Pastor Joe Barlow, we're talking this week about faithfulness. I'm loving this time. I really am. I think it's been very, very helpful. Um, we're talking about the importance of cleaning up. I mean, within the context of faithfulness, right? And faithfulness is our biblical responsibility. It's an opportunity. And it's also a, a capability that we have within us. He gave us this capability of being faithful. And he put it in as, as a character trait, which I love. I think that's really awesome. But we then have a tendency to want to do things right. And uh, that's awesome. Let's, um, uh, a couple things before I, I, I go on. I, I mentioned this list at the beginning of the week, talking about faithfulness. And that is, number one, be honest. If you're going to be a faithful person, be honest. Okay? The next thing, show up. You know, like when you're supposed to be somewhere, show up. Be there. Okay, if you're supposed to be at church, if you're supposed to be at work, uh, show up. Be a person who does show up. Because a faithful person is really a person of integrity. A person of integrity is someone who can be relied upon. A person of integrity is someone who can be relied upon. I had this visual picture when we visited uh, Charleston, South Carolina. A friend of ours was giving us a tour. And we got to this old section of the city. And outside, out in the front of the houses, they had a little uh, block. It was a stone that as soon as somebody pulled up in their carriage, that was the stepping stone they could step onto and then down onto the ground. Well, I was thinking about that and how strong and sturdy those stones were, strong enough you could step on. But integrity is illustrated by that stone does not fall apart when you put pressure on it. Now, what if that block that they were going to have people step on what if that was made out of sand okay you just had somebody come and you know do a design that looked just like that other stone but when you step on it your foot goes right through it you know why your foot would go right through because there's no integrity it's not it's not integrated it's not integered it's not made into one okay sand is a, a huge volume a huge number of elements of, of grains of sand but integrity is all one. It's held together. It's tight. It's one unit. Integer integrity, right? And um, when we are a faithful person, 
we have the ability to, to hold together on the inside and say, it doesn't matter how much pressure is being put on me, I'm gonna stick with what I know I'm supposed to do and I'm gonna do the right thing, okay? So um, I wanna go back to this verse we talked about yesterday in Genesis chapter two, verse 15. It says, the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. Now, what was happening here? God was actually taking a responsibility that was on God and he was putting it on to man. Think about that. Think about it for a second. God was taking a responsibility that was on him and putting it onto a man. Every time you delegate a job or assign someone or hire someone or give a responsibility to someone else, you, in that delegation process, you are taking responsibility of something off of yourself and putting it onto another. Now, you're not going to put a responsibility onto someone until they are found faithful enough to do it. Now, this chair that I'm sitting in right now, I know that it's strong enough. I, I've tested it out. I tested the other chairs that I've used that are exactly the same design. I trust the design. I know the design is good. And so I use it and I'm not afraid of the integrity of this chair falling apart like, uh, you know, a, like a mound of sand. When all the pressure is put on it, it just is all comes in pieces. Um, so I want to be found faithful. And it says, like we sh shared yesterday, it says those who are given a trust must prove faithful. Okay. God put Adam in the garden, in the middle of the garden to work it and to care for it. So he gave him a job. He took and delegated responsibility off of himself onto Adam from that point on. It wasn't God's job to work the garden. It was Adam's job. And so if that garden became overgrown, it was Adam's job to change it, to fix it. It was under his jurisdiction. You, as a person of faithfulness, are uh, you're found faithful in one at one level, and then God says, all right, I'm going to give you some more. And then you're found faithful on that next level, and God says, okay, I'm going to give you some more. Uh, you're wondering where your prosperity is. You're wondering where your wealth is. The things you've been praying for, it's very possible that God's saying, I can't give it to you because you're not faithful. Ah, what? I thought you were a good God. I am a good God. And I, I, I know that if I gave you this, it would hurt you right now. <laughs> so I'm not going to put it on you. But you're, you're like, whoa, God, how come? Well, you, God's just saying, if you do it my way, if you'll follow the leading of my spirit that I placed on the inside of you, who is encouraging you daily to cl clean up after yourself. Don't leave a mess. Clean out the fridge. Pay your bills. Show up at work on time. Be early. Clean out the trunk of your car. All of these things. Comb your hair. Wash your face. Please take a shower before you go to work. These types of things are faithfulness. You are stewarding and you're blessing others around you because those who are around you have to live in the environment that you create. There's another verse I want to share with you here, and it's in Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. It says, So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Do to others what you would have them do to you. My friends, God is really wanting you. He wants to bless you. He wants to bless you with more. He wants to bless you with uh, uh, more responsibility. But he's got to get you to grow. He's got to get all of us to grow. And I, believe me, I'm in the same boat here. 
because I'm believing him for more, yet he's saying, are you taking care of the less? I want more, but he's saying, wait, 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 pass this test. Pass the test of the less, of the, of the least things, of the stuff that's not that big of a deal. Oh, yes, it is that big of a deal because God's watching. And it's not that he's being mean. He wants you to be transformed into much more of a faithful person than you have been to date. Because um, if God were to take and give you a million dollars right now, chances are slim that you're ready for that chances are slim you want if if it's time uh, or if you think oh lord i want this and that to happen uh you know i want this big windfall to come so that i can never have to use my faith again you would never say that but um you want this big money to come in so you wouldn't have to to be concerned uh and and worry about those things well you don't have to worry now be faithful enough with not worrying now, boy, that, that is, I, I'm sorry, I feel like I just shattered somebody's hopes of ever changing or having, ever having something. Uh, but let me just say it again. Be faithful in not worrying. Be faithful in being full of faith. Believe in God, that he wants to bless you and that you keep turning to him and letting him bless you and take care of you. God's got so much blessing in store for you. If you could see it all, you, it, it would overwhelm you of how much he wants to give you, which is why he's not giving it to you yet. But how do you get ready for it? Be faithful. I'll tell you, this, be, this faithfulness thing is a shorter path to getting your prayers answered than probably begging and pleading and asking 10 other people to pray for you. You get your faithfulness in order and God is paying attention. And the things that you desire, that you've been waiting for, uh, that's what's going to help you. Uh, that's that's going to that's going to cause this answer to come quicker. That's going to cause the promotion to come quicker if you're faithful. If you and it, and being faithful starts with as simply as when you're done with dinner, do the dishes, clean up, clean off that dining room table, clean. You know when you're when you get up and walk away from the couch. Does it look like a slob has been sitting there? Okay. Clean it up. Clean it up. Okay. If you've been faithful in your prayer time, if you've been faithful reading your Bible, if you've been faithful in all these things, God is very aware and he is able to promote and he knows your address. He hasn't forgotten where you live. He has your phone number. He knows how to get a hold of you and he will get a hold of you when it's time for promotion. But let's get busy in being that person who is promotable. Is this helping you? I hope this is helping you. I really want this to be a blessing to you. Um, we've spent this whole week talking about, about faithfulness and um, coming into the place where you are ready to receive more. There's so many of us who really do want the fullness of God that we haven't really yet experienced. Well, are you being faithful now? Let's get at it, my friends. Well, let me pray for you. All right. I think this, I, I believe this is encouraging to you. Hallelujah, Lord. Lord, we do love you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Lord, I ask you to bless my friend who is stuck with me here all week listening to these messages. And uh, I want you to encourage them, Lord. I want you to get, uh, fill their heart with hope so that they're ready and desirous to be faithful in the little things 
Lord, help them. Give them little tasks to do and help them to feel that sense of accomplishment after they've done it. Lord, I ask you to minister to them all the way and keep promoting them and strengthening them. Promoting them, finding them faithful, and then strengthening them and promoting them again. Lord, have this be the way that they live. Lord, bless my friends in Jesus' name. Friends, I love you so much. Thank you so much for sticking with me this week. God bless you. We'll be back. Bye-bye. Hey, friends, if you liked today's program, do me a favor. Uh, click like, leave a comment, but the best thing that you can do for us is to click share and then make it public so that all your friends can get a hold of this, all right? Please do that. That would help us a lot. God bless. Hey, friends. We have a Facebook group called Daily Discipleship with Joe Barlow, and I would love for you to go over there and sign up for it. We have uh, three questions you would need to answer at the beginning before you get involved, because uh, I want to make sure that the people who are joining this group are actually the people who really should be in it. People who are interested in growing in their faith, growing in their uh, relationship with Jesus Christ. That's really, really who we want in there. So um, answer the three questions. And then what we're going to do is you'll see, uh, you can see the page scrolling right here and all the different things that are on there. We put the daily show up in there and we have a lot of other things. But uh, a lot of times I get prophetic words and I put those up there. I also do, we're going to do our live prayer and prophecy up in there. It's stuff you want to get involved with. So go ahead and click and enjoy that group. We love you, friends. Hey, friends, i got to tell you about this class that I put together called Hearing the Voice of God and Journaling. This class is really near and dear to my heart. There's a lot of very powerful things that are happening in this class, and the people that take it tell me, this thing has really literally changed my life because I've, I've wondered if I could hear from God, now I know that I can hear from God. People's lives are being changed. And if you've never experienced this in a way that you can really have some serious confidence in your heart that what you're hearing is from God, and then you take the time to write it down, and this becomes a regular part of your life, huge. I'm not kidding. It's huge. When this happened to me and God showed me how to do this, I have started to put together journals. I've got journals ever since I was 13 years old. I want you to have the same treasure of knowing God, knowing his voice, and hearing him. Join us. Go over to josephbarlow.com and sign up for this class. It will change your life. Guaranteed. Well, friends, I hope you enjoyed that message. I've been praying for you, and I'm going to keep praying for you. Because I really believe that the truths that I shared today have to get really deep in your heart. And if you need more information, or if there's any way I can help, please reach out to us at www.josephbarlow.com.